0: get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at AdamSank.com t-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo go to AdamSank.com to order your merch today thank you
1: highly offensive and indecent
0: material This is the Adam Sank Show If it's in my hand I'm gonna
2: suck it Powered by DNR Studios <laughs> And now
0: The one The only Adam Sank! I've been alone with you inside my mind And in my dreams I've kissed your lips a thousand times Come on, Ryan. I somehow tums, sometimes I see you pass outside my door. Hello, you're a dirty fucking whore. Hello, welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live, but this is the brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. in the East on Saturday, March 27th, 2021, at DNRstudios.com, the only place you can hear this podcast throughout the week that it first airs. If you listen any place else, leave me your goddamn ratings and reviews on the audio platform you use. Email me anything at Adam at Adamsank.com. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official ass merch, t shirts, tank tops, even used granny panties. Ryan told They're me that mine. Ryan told me that one of my uh, masks that I wear on my face looks like granny panties. It did. I was highly offended. Uh, The link to all that merch is adamsank.com. And remember, you can call the ass anytime, even when we're not on the air, and leave us a voicemail. The number for that is 804-TALK-ASS. Our guest today is a returning favorite to The Adam Sank Show. It is comedian and master impressionist J.L. Covin. Uh, You know, he has risen to prominence doing Trump, but he does so many other impressions that are equally terrific. And lately, he's been doing Andrew Cuomo. And it's a fabulous Cuomo impression. So I'm looking forward to having him on the phone later on this hour. But first, it's my pleasure uh, to welcome back to the show and also from the bathroom, where he has spent the last 15 minutes, Ryan Frostig, ladies and gentlemen. Hello.
3: I just took a wicked dump. Now my bowel movements
0: are okay. I feel like I'm still gay. So beautiful. You and JB both took dumps. Was it the bagels?
2: It's always the bagels. I didn't have my bagel yet. This is my... Okay, so I don't have normal hangovers, like people that have the headache stuff. My hangover is me sitting on a toilet. You have
0: ass hangovers. Yes. Mm. I can sympathize with that. But I also get headaches, too. Um, All right, well, we're going to jump in with some breaking news. Uh, It actually broke a week ago, (laughs) but I didn't have time to talk about it last week. And it involves OnlyFans. OnlyFans has quietly banned... All sexually explicit content made in public. That is some bullshit. Content that was recorded in or is being broadcast from a public place where members of the public are reasonably likely to see the activities being illustrated is now banned. Every time I hear members of the public, I think of Evita. Members of the public. They tell me apart. Anyway, um, I have to say that I feel very attacked by this and I'm going to tell you why. I, I understand like you shouldn't be having sex in the middle of like Macy's, you know. Sometimes I, I will. Oh boy! Sometimes on the porn tube channels, I'll see like a video of two guys fucking in like a store, and mm-hmm. there's clearly customers milling about in the background who could easily spot them. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in favor of that. Well,
2: but that's gross and wrong.
0: It's gross and wrong. But there are a lot of videos that I love watching that are shot, for example, in a. Men's room or a gay, uh, the dance floor of a gay club or aboard a gay cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorites. And here's the confession that I promised I would make last week. I have, for the first time in my life, subscribed <gasps> to an OnlyFans account.
2: <gasps> That's not Matthew Camp's? Shocker. It's
0: not Matthew, <laughs> although I would love to watch him fuck. Um, it's actually For My Fans, which is a uh-huh. similar site. Uh-huh. I'm so embarrassed to admit this. It's Why? Austin yeah. Wolf. Oh, Um, yeah. Who's also number one on For My Fans.
3: Isn't he the founder of For My Fans? Oh, is he? That would make sense.
0: Now, it's not because I'm so into Austin Wolf. Like, I think he's sexy. I also, there's things about him that I find kind of gross. It's the public play, isn't it? It's the public, is that what you just said? Public play. Yes. Yeah. And especially, I don't know why this does it for me, but all of his videos aboard Atlantis Cruises. Hmm. On the dance floor, in the bathrooms, on the dick deck, in his stateroom They are all so incredibly hot. And I thought, you know what? This is worth $9.99 a month for just one month. I'm going to unsubscribe at the end of the sure, month. Sure. But for now, I am spanking it every single night to his <laughs> videos. And they are terribly exciting to me. Yeah. And I feel like there are public places and there are public places. And if it's a gay public place where the only people who are going to see you are other gay men, I don't have a problem with it. Discuss.
3: Um well, um, when I worked at Ace, um I remember Hotel. At the Ace Hotel. Um, he was on Scruff and I woofed him just, just because and he messaged me and I believe that he wanted to fuck me in the bathroom at the Ace Hotel. But I was too afraid to
0: to do it, I'm shocked that you said no. I know.
3: Yeah, but,
2: girl, you should have took the advantage. But,
3: um, but I, I think back to we we covered this a few years ago. Um, the when he fucked that flight attendant, Austin Wolf. Yeah, that video. Was so hot. Yes, I watched it like five times. Okay, after so we did that. that's
0: a public place technically, but it's also like a one-person bathroom. It wasn't like anyone was going to see them. It's more like, but like the people who have to use the bathroom after that.
3: Yeah, but it's also like I, I still. I mean, they obviously got caught, but like it was, it was so hot that like there, there's to me that's not that's not hot because I can't really like the idea of it is not. Um, I want to be comfortable. Right. I want who to wants feel... to get fucked in those yeah, tiny little but the bathrooms? the way that it was filmed, and he's really good. What what he was able to, the content that he was able to produce in that setting with that person, was really hot. So, yeah. I mean, one of the
0: videos on, I feel like I'm doing a commercial for Austin know, Wolf, right? who does not need m- m- no. any promotion from me. Quite the other way around. But um, <laughs> one of the videos on for my fans is he's on the cruise and this like slutty little twink leaves his boyfriend and his friends who he's having dinner with in one of the dining rooms to go get fucked by austin in a bathroom why is that so hot to me it's terrible yeah. if that were my boyfriend i'd be furious and yet i'm jerking off to it like in a frenzy anyway um the uh, uh, the other content banned on the app includes incest bestiality necrophilia urine Revenge porn and prostitution. I agree with banning all of those except what's wrong with urine? Water sports. What's wrong with water sports? I don't know. But it's not my thing, but I, why should it be banned? The
3: the thing that I think I read somewhere that is also included in this is that um, if you were like outdoors somewhere, like if you were like in a in a like that's included in in public.
2: No, I love I love the outdoor play. I love like, yeah, the parks. And,
0: and content creators are complaining that this is. Um, Cutting into their livelihoods, especially during COVID, because right. it's safer to get your dick sucked outside right now and film it than to be in someone's bedroom. Right. So, so this is my
3: bedroom. Hey. This
0: is a, a controversial move. But I and I, for one, am taking a stand against it.
3: The last thing I'll say is um, I'm
0: organizing a march.
3: I think part of why Austin Wolf created, I believe he created For My Fans. Um, OnlyFans there's been a lot of controversy surrounding them. I mean it's 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 a flawed site. Uh, obviously it's very popular, but there's just been there's been glitches, there's been all these um, you know, obviously these new like rules and it's yeah. I think I think the the um the community is moving away from OnlyFans, especially after well, this. Well, I
0: don't I'm not endorsing any of these products, but I will tell you that uh, I'm currently enjoying these videos with a lot. Uh, meanwhile Amazon, <clears throat> largest uh, bookseller in the world, obviously, um, has now banned any books that characterize being gay or transgender as a mental illness. This
2: is, yes,
0: this is in response to a book called When Harry Became Sally, Ooh. which is so gross. Yeah, responding. This is the full title. When Harry Became Sally Responding to the Transgender Moment. Uh, This is a book of dubious authority that labels trans people as mentally ill. Um, Amazon banned it. And, of course, the right-wing Republican assholes in the Senate like Marco Rubio, Mike Lee of Utah, Mike Braun of Indiana, and good old Josh Hawley of Missouri uh, protested Amazon's banning of that book, accusing Amazon of curtailing right-wing speech But Amazon has responded by saying, quote, we carefully consider the content we make available in our stores and we review our approach regularly. As described above, we have chosen not to sell books that frame LGBTQ plus identity as a mental illness.
3: This is the kind, I mean, I think that sometimes we take for granted that sometimes the small changes, the little things like, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Dr. Seuss and, mm-hmm. and that whole situation. It's these little things that we don't realize because they, they, they don't seem as significant, but it, it all makes a difference.
0: Absolutely. This and, kind of, you know, if, if there yeah. was a book being sold on Amazon with the title, Black People Are Inferior, yeah, Amazon would ban it and no one would say like, oh, you're censorship. No, there are certain things that are simply harmful and wrong and incorrect. And Amazon once again, as a private company, can sell whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. They're not going to sell swastika T-shirts and they're not going to sell books that frame queer people as mentally ill because science has proven that to be false. The medical establishment has proven that to be false and because all those books do is fuel hatred, fear, and harm to queer kids. So fuck those senators and yeah. hooray for Amazon for doing the right thing JB did you want to say something
2: um, I got okay I don't know if you guys know this but I'm a big cartoon person I love Tom and Jerry, Love that as a kid. but I got into an argument with many people because uh, Tom Tom and old Tom and Jerry super racist as in they did the blackface tons mm, of times yeah and, uh, it, was, it was bad and I again I love my cartoons but I understand that 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 guy got. Like the way yeah. we live in now, it's take out the bad episodes. Yeah, I, there's tons of good ones. I remember from Tom and Jerry. Just those, like, I, I did, There's I, some bad Bugs
0: Bunny ones too.
2: Yeah, the bad. They're bad Looney Tunes too. I love Looney Tunes. I, again, I love all these things, but we have to understand that they're a bad shit, and we gotta get rid of it. Yeah, period. Like we, our comedy, our comedy, our um, art, anything should never hurt another race, culture, or ethnicity.
3: To yeah. be funny or appropriate.
2: correct, and correct. I think
3: it's the least that these companies can do is to just like take it off, take it off the market, make it not available, make the, right. the, the and episode the, and the internet not allows.
0: allows like I can sell anything I want on my own website, right? Yeah. If I, I can write a book called "When Harry Became Sowwy" or any book I want or right. any offensive, disgusting thing I want and sell it on my own website, doesn't mean Amazon has to carry it. Right? They are not compelled to sell anything they don't want to. So congratulations to them. It's a win for the queer community. Meanwhile, uh, I'm going to skip this next story because we were just mentioning Josh Hawley, and this is a delicious story um, out of the New York Times. Mm. They did a deep dive into Josh Hawley. This is the uh, Missouri senator who, um, shockingly at the time, decided to vote against certifying the electoral college votes, and uh, basically he was part of the insurrection um, you know, in, uh, intellectually, if not actually, that stormed the Capitol. And he continues to be the one of the biggest piece of shits ever in the uh, Senate. The New York Times, like, went back and kind of traced his whole life and his college experiences. And according to one of his classmates, he had a poster of a shirtless man hanging above his bed. Mm-hmm. It's a picture you both will recognize, I think. And, and uh, you know, Josh Hawley... Uh, Went to college in the late 80s, just as I did. And uh, so I had this poster. It was called L'Enfant, also known as Man and Baby. It's a 1987 photographic poster depicting a shirtless male model, Adam Perry, holding a young baby. This is the picture. You've seen that picture, right? I don't think so. Basically, every gay man in the 90s had that poster on their wall in college, including me. And so did Josh Hawley. And uh, so... uh, (laughs) When asked about this, he said it reflected his fervent stance against abortion. Okay. (laughs) Sure, Jan. Now, if you really wanted to show your fervent stance against abortion, pictorially, you could have a woman holding a baby. You could just have a baby. Mm -hmm. You could have a couple holding a baby. But why a shirtless, hot, muscular man? Oiled up greased up and holding a baby it doesn't make any it's sense sus. it's us uh he said he, he told the new york times that the homo this is Hawley talking that the homoerotic image was not something that he remembers but that he's proudly pro-life now i've never heard any rumors about josh Hawley, but i'm telling you that poster is gay as fuck i don't know a single straight man who would ever have that hanging in his dorm room
3: every republican is gay
0: Everyone, she is a DL you heard dick this sucker. here.
3: You heard it here first,
0: and that leads uh, perfectly into our next story because an Alabama Republican who voted against trans rights was caught looking at trans porn. Oh,
3: the hypocrisy.
0: His name is State Senator Tom Hwatley. That's W-H-A-T-L-E-Y. Hwatley. He liked a tweet uh, that was uh, sent out by the account Bambi Hardcore TJ. T- excuse me, Bambi Hardcore TG18+, plus, who describes themselves as NB Trans Girl Fairy Princess. The tweet was a picture of uh, Bambi's breasts with the caption, I love my new fat G-cup titties. Pork. He liked this tweet. This may surprise some of his constituents considering... That he voted in favor of a bill called SB10 that would criminalize doctors who provide gender confirmation health care to young people in accordance with established transgender standards of care. The bill is so draconian that a doctor who prescribes puberty blockers to a trans child could get 10 years in prison for doing their job.
3: That's some bullshit.
0: Uh, this is not the first time that an opponent of trans rights has been caught looking at trans content in 2018. Alex Jones was caught on camera with a video on his phone that had naughty T-babe in the title. Uh, some reporter looked it up and it turned out to be trans porn. Uh, this Watley has had no comment whatsoever. It's, I went to his Twitter account. It's still up. Uh, there's tons of comments posted onto his latest tweet, including from me, um, asking why he's looking at trans porn and also voting against trans rights at the same time. I'm sure that he has some like other Twitter account that he uses for porn, and he just fucked up mm-hmm. and got his accounts confused. But once again, the hypocrisy of Republican men is so obscene, and, and they get away with it. There's, just, there's no accountability. His constituents will keep voting for him. As long as he keeps voting against people's rights. The state sponsor said, we don't want them affirming that. Hey, yeah, you're right. You should be a boy if you were born a female. This is uh, Alabama politics. Meanwhile, professional douchebag Milo Yiannopoulos is back in the news. You know, we haven't talked about Milo in a very long time. And it's because after Twitter banned him, Mm. he kind of fell off the radar. Much like Donald Trump. Yes. Twitter deplatforming bad people is like the greatest thing for humanity ever. Truly. Because you just don't hear from them anymore. Yeah. Uh, but Milo found himself in the spotlight where he loves being um, after he announced, get ready, that he is now ex gay.
2: Shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. This is fuckery. Shut this up, is bullshit. Cunt. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with her.
0: And he is now starting his own conversion therapy center.
2: Oh, my God. Like, all this reminds me of, I don't know if you guys remember me, but I'm not gays no more. I straight.
0: Yeah, what was his name? I
2: don't
0: don't have sex with men's no no more more. and carry a purse. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he basically has found a new way to grift. uh, And so he's raising money for this so-called conversion therapy. Uh, center. He says, first of all, he's, remember he got married to that man? Yeah. He, he says, my husband has been demoted to roommate.
3: Oh my god. What the actual fuck?
0: He said, for those people who suggest that reparative therapy is somehow damaging to people's self-esteem that is so laughably preposterous. Conversion therapy has a terrible reputation for precisely the reason that a lot of other things associated closely with either the religious right or the nationalist right have a terrible reputation because they've been lied about constantly and strategically for decades. Yeah, right. Conversion. We're therapy, the liars.
3: Yeah, has a terrible reputation because it's
0: sick and wrong. He admits that he's not straight But he said, celibacy is a modest and achievable middle-term goal. Naturally, in the end, my aspiration would be to take it all away. He said he only uses the term ex-gay to troll critics. Um, He's a pathetic asshole. This will go nowhere. And um, he's he's just just such a moral whore. I like actual whores, but I hate moral whores. Uh, Meanwhile, do you guys remember – A couple of months back, I did a story about this barista in San Diego who told this female customer, this Karen, that she had to wear a mask and she refused and she shamed him on Facebook and threatened to call the cops. So then this other good Samaritan started a GoFundMe to raise money for the barista Mm -hmm. whose name was Lennon. And that GoFundMe ended up raising over $100,000. Well, now the woman, the Karen who started the whole controversy is suing the good Samaritan who started the GoFundMe for Lenin for defamation. Her name is Amber Gillis or Giles. Gillis. Uh, She visited a a San Diego Starbucks last June. A barista asked her to put a mask on. She took a photo of him and posted it on, on Facebook With a caption saying, meet Lennon from Starbucks who refused to serve me because I'm not wearing a mask. Next time I will wait for cops and bring a medical exemption. So that's when Matt Cowan, who was a total stranger, didn't know Lennon, living in Orange County, started this GoFundMe uh, in which he, you know, named Giles and described her as a Karen now, Giles's attorney, Michael Harrington, says that the GoFundMe page is a mis- misappropriation of Giles' name and likeness and that it's defamatory and that there was commercial utilization of Giles' name and likeness without her permission. He calls it an invasion of privacy as well as defamatory. Um, Cowan says the only images of Giles that he used on his GoFundMe page were screenshots that she herself had posted to Facebook publicly. And that everything he did was philanthropic. She also claimed to, uh, to provide proof that she had a medical exemption for wearing masks. One of, they were two documents from her doctor that she produced. One is a pelvic exam from 2015 that says she had prob- probable exophytic fibroid arising from the anterior wall of the uterus. In other words, a a fibroid tumor, which is very common and has nothing to do with your breathing or your ability to wear masks. That's a reach, girl. A second piece is a handwritten note with letterhead from a San Diego chiropractor who asked not to be named. The handwritten note reads, Amber has underlying breath conditions that prevent her from wearing a mask or any type of facial covering whatsoever. She also has claimed that she has mask acne issues and doesn't believe masks work. Bitch.
2: From the chiropractor.
0: None of those are legitimate medical excuses.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay. I just got to put this clause on it. This is fuckery. Thank
0: you. 100%. I just feel so bad for this guy. Like, he tried to do a good deed. Yeah. And now he has set up his own GoFundMe because he's got to hire lawyers to defend him. And I can't believe any judge would allow this lawsuit to go forward. But remember, she started this all. Yeah, she's the one who posted the picture of Lennon on Facebook and said this just happened publicly. So how can she accuse someone else of defaming her? She defamed herself. Anyway, um, so she now has a GoFundMe to raise money for her lawsuit. Matt Cowan has a, a legal fund to for his to defend himself from the lawsuit. So when last I checked. Matt's GoFundMe had raised $38,265 out of a $50,000 goal. Amber's GoFundMe had only raised $5,765 out of a $15,000 goal. I can't wait to see how this turns out. I mean. It's so absurd. He has to win. Yeah, he'll win. And she's got to pay for his legal fees. This is fuckery.
2: And emotional damage, because this is traumatizing for me. This is this is just fuckery. They have to pay JB, too. Yeah, JB's
0: like, joining the lawsuit. Yeah, because
2: it's the bullshit. I'm tired of you white people making up problems for no reason. There's too many problems in the world. Stop it. Stop, stop it now. Sit down. Sit down. I'm making Shut a GoFundMe
3: for anti-Karen shenanigans and chicanery.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Join the anti-Karen brigade. Uh, okay, well, a couple weeks ago, the world watched as Oprah interviewed Meghan Markle and mm. Prince Harry about the treatment they allegedly received at the hands of the royal family. And uh, among other celebrities who weighed in was Leslie Jordan, a.k.a. Beverly, Beverly Leslie. Leslie from Will and Grace, who's now about 100 years old. Yes. But still as feisty as ever. Here's what Leslie Jordan said on his Instagram.
2: Leslie Alan Jordan reporting for duty. I've been watching this Oprah interview with Meghan Markle. Woo hoo. Shit's getting real. (laughs) She needs to speak her truth. That's wonderful. I'm just afraid those royals gonna smoke her. But you don't tell any queen, let alone the queen to apologize for losing a war of drama. I hope those kids know what they're getting into. But I will say this, listen gays, we guys, we know drama better than anybody. We got her back. Yes, ma'am, Miss Markle, the guys have got your back in this royal battle.
0: <laughs> He's funnier when he has writers, but yeah. his voice is hilarious his voice regardless. Is so
2: charming.
3: He's that. That's great.
0: He's a living treasure. But yeah, we didn't really talk about we, Meghan Markle and Prince say, Harry.
3: I mean. I am a thousand percent uh, <clears throat> team Megan. I, I, I think the I think that um, just based on everything that happened with Diana, I I, I think the monarchy is um, needs to be dismantled.
0: I'm on top. I, I'm on team Megan, but I do take issue with. I don't believe everything she said a hundred percent, particularly when she said she had no idea what she was marrying into that was a little or what weird. the protocols would be or th- you know she was a 36-year-old grown ass woman right we know what royal life is like in the united states just from watching tv and movies over the years like we're we're kind of familiar, familiar with the fact that it's that it's a sacrifice that you're a public figure you have to be on all the time you have all these official duties you you know it's work yeah and if she didn't know that then surely the man she was about to marry, who's been a royal prince since birth, would have said to her, like, hey, before we get married, you need to know this, this, and this. So I, I didn't buy that part. But as far as the – the, to me, the real story is how the tabloids in the UK have treated her yeah. and how racist and vicious they've been and how no one in the palace or in the royal family establishment seems to have done anything to, to protect her.
3: But the the other thing is – and Harry talked about this was the relationship between the press and yes the, the establishment, the firm. As, and uh, we know that from the Crown, right? Um, but I also think that there is this narrative around Meghan, sort of like um, forcing Harry to leave the royal family, and it, this. Yeah, I don't Meghan. buy that. I don't buy it either because I, I kind of always, even from like I remember as a as a teenager, um, just seeing a lot of stuff about. Harry's always been kind of like not an outsider. He's the rebel. But he's the rebel of the family. Yeah. I, I remember when they took pictures
0: of his cock? I've seen his cock. Yeah. It's nice.
3: It's very nice. I, I genuinely believe that um what Megan might have done is just sort of offered Harry a perspective that like you don't need to we you don't need to stay in this. Like she may have suggested there is a life outside of this if you if you want to to leave, you know we can do that. I think that it's something that was probably on his mind, but he just never imagined he could and she gave him permission to to really like take that chance and I support them I mean I really do
0: yeah, I do too, and I think um you know this is going to force the royal family to get their shit together, and I think they were they were completely. Uh, chastened by this interview and I, and I give it up for Oprah. Yeah. Oprah's fucking great, man. I miss her daily talk show.
3: Do you know, there's talk about, um, Oprah possibly doing an interview with Britney Spears. Oh, I know that
0: I cannot wait for it. Um, Okay, we're going to do this story because I put it on the rundown every other week and we never, ever feel, get to is it. Is this the
3: Viking? This is the Viking story. I feel story. like we did this. No,
0: we never did it. Because I said I was a naughty Viking for Halloween. I mentioned I mentioned it like three yeah, times, we but we never did it, the actual yeah. story. Uh, okay. So once again, this was uh, brought to me by listener Alex Ringler, whose uh, web series Annoyingly Fit Neighbor was just selected by the Chicago Indie Film Awards. Uh, It's an official selection. Congratulations, girl. Yes, she's going to festivals. So anyway, here here is the story. Uh, Homosexuality, it turns out, was not regarded by the Vikings as being evil, perverted, or innately against the laws of nature. Rather, it was seen through the lens of leader versus follower, with bottom men being submissive to guys who were stronger. And by absorbing their essence – in all of the ways, no, that Ryan's possible. right. We did,
2: we did talk about this.
0: It, we, I did. Yes, I, yes. I read this I, I whole remember, thing. Yep. I remember
2: as soon as you said the little guy, I yep. told you. Ryan, I'm I so talked sorry about that. You. I talked about being
0: divided, divided into vinas and vatas.
2: Yes, uh, <laughs> sure. You Guys, <laughs> you, you, you I never it, did this. You compared it to the Romans. Yes. I, I, I remember this conversation. I, I, I swear to you. I only remember it
3: because of my contribution <laughs> to the conversation. Listeners,
0: if you're not getting the story, blame these two. There's been great <laughs> stuff in here that come was I mean, considered God's ambrosia. To waste one drop was considered highly offensive.
2: Yes. Totally do it again. I don't about it. It's a yeah, good story. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah but okay come god's ambrosia
0: i'm listening yeah they had competitions and if you were a loser you were required to get on bended knee and uh suck the cock of the viking next to you Uh, fuck this is written so poorly (laughs) basically there was a lot of fucking and sucking that went on among the vikings my
3: naughty viking costume was pretty damn good,
2: I have uh, to say. I'll have to, I'll have to send you all uh, a picture. Uh, uh, Just makes me wish I was a Viking. Uh, I would have done very well.
0: Me too, or a Roman soldier. Same, girl. Mm. Male warriors of the Viking period were frequently intimate with one another. It was only after the onset of Christianity that Shh. homosexual relations became condemned. But even then, some Vikings did things with one another anyway in defiance of the church.
2: Because it's fun to divide the church. This
0: all comes from Fordham University. Some scholar has put together all of these uh, this research about fucking and sucking, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I have a doctorate in fucking and sucking.
2: <laughs> I'm a PhD.
0: And finally, this story.
3: I'm glad we did that story. I can't wait to do it again. Do yeah, it.
0: let's do it again next week. <laughs> and finally, hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> JB, please print these two sided next time. I'm so. I'm, yeah, all,
2: I, I'm using a new laptop. I'm sorry. I, lo- again, up I left now. everything at my house. <laughs> she done already done her. I,
0: I can't find the beginning of the um, Marvel Comics story. Okay, here we go. Uh, hit the Pride music, JB. This story is dedicated to you. <gasps> DC Comics has announced plans to commemorate Pride Month 2021 with an 80 page anthology called dc pride celebrating its lgbtq characters and creators
2: yes i'm really excited amazing someone who read the comics i know all the gay characters and no they never get their spotlight in the real time well shows. they're getting
0: it honey dc oh, pride yeah. will feature characters from the ever expanding universe including batwoman yes. renee montoya yes. alan scott midnighter apollo extraño poison ivy yes. harley, harley quinn, quinn. Mm-hmm. Constantine, and others.
2: Yeah, yes, Constantine. Fuck that man. Batwoman so is gay? Yeah, Batwoman's a lesbian. Mm. The original Batwoman was hardcore lesbian. She, was, she had nothing to do with Bruce Wayne. She hated that man because he was a man. <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: It will also have huge full-page profiles of DCTV's queer characters and the actors who play them. It'll feature the first appearance of Dreamer, a trans woman superhero, yes. in From a story Supergirl. written by actor Nicholas Maines, who plays Dreamer on Supergirl. Uh, Mains tweeted her own excitement at the news. On top of this, DC will release nine Pride-themed variant covers showcasing the leading queer characters throughout the month of June, giving fans the opportunity to purchase comics featuring covers with Batman, Harley, Ivy, Superwoman, excuse me, Superman, Wonder Woman, and more. Superman's gay?
2: No, no, he's a all hardy straight boy. Am i curious. Finally. I mean, he did have that one thing with Batman that one time, hmm. but we're not supposed to talk about it.
0: Finally, okay. between June 2021 and January 2022, Marvel will release eight, an eight issue mini series called Crush and Lobo. Crush was previously featured as one of the Teen Titans and a member of the LGBTQ community. Crush is the daughter of the Zarnian bounty hunter Lobo. Oh. This is getting into some deep <laughs> shit. It is. Anyway. Thank you, Marvel. Good
2: for them. Um, but you said Lobo. That, that was from Marvel. That's not Marvel. Lobo's from DC.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. This story's about DC Comics, yeah. right? Yes, it is. I don't know one from the other, it's JB. Okay, I'm just girl, doing this for you. I
2: appreciate you. And this is what I'm here for.
0: And to all of our other nerdy, comic book-loving listeners, congratulations and happy pride. Um, is our guest ready?
2: Uh, no, I, forgot, I totally forgot to call him. I Let's waiting.
0: get our guest on the phone, please, JB. He got so excited by the... Uh, I really,
2: really did. I totally forgot about that.
0: It is Marvel. The The headline is Marvel announces Pride Anthology. You know what? I think I wrote the headline wrong because those are all DC characters, right? Okay, I apologize, you guys. The story has nothing to do with Marvel. It's only DC. Next time, I will have JB proofread any stories that I do. And I really was fucked up by that whole gay Vikings thing. So blame Ryan and JB for everything.
3: Just have to keep you in check.
0: I think I am going to have to be a gay Viking for Halloween.
3: It's it's, It's a good one. I did like a little fur vest, little short shorts. It was very um American apparel meets um Viking. For me basically. your best
0: Halloween costume will always be little, little orphan Horf- Horf- annie. annie.
3: I know. I will never I think I think um uh, Maria von Tramp was a, was a close
0: second. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, we were going to go to J.L. Calvin on the phone, but this is breaking news. We just got a call from someone we must speak to first. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but there is yet another accuser against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. This came out last night, and now joining us on the phone is Governor Andrew Cuomo. Governor, are you joining us to announce your resignation from office?
1: Hello, Adam. No, I am not. I am going to fight. We are in the process of, you know, looking, because we have to take these accusations seriously, but we are going to fight. And, uh, no, there's no plans, uh, to resign. And I, to be honest, I didn't expect that to be my first, uh, question that you asked. So I don't know how much longer. I want to talk to you.
0: Well, the New York Times reported that you were in some kind of weird triangle situation with two of your female aides where you were asking them sexually inappropriate questions and you looked down the blouse of one of them and grabbed the other one's breast. I mean, these are women who worked for you. How do you respond to that?
1: You know, people don't realize that under Obamacare uh bosses are asked to do more screenings, more health checks on their employees, and, you know, this is called being a hands-on boss. I, I think if it was misinterpreted, you know, that's unfortunate. Governor, are you
0: saying you were screening them for breast cancer when you groped them?
1: That's exa- And by the way, they weren't unhappy when I told them I found no lumps. There was no complaints <laughs> then. But all of a sudden, there's complaints now.
0: Oh my God. And what about the accusation that you and your administration covered up the deaths of thousands of, of nursing home patients during COVID?
1: What I say to that is I did not cover up anything. There was some indiscrepancies with the numbers that we're looking into now. But anybody who brings that up, I have already assured... I will kill their grandparents if they continue to insult me by bringing up the deaths of other senior citizens.
0: Unbelievable. Well, uh, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is the man behind the voice of Governor Cuomo and so many others, Mr. J.L. Cova. Hey, hello, it's me. Amazing. <laughs> Your Cuomo is so fucking good. When did you realize you could do Cuomo? <laughs>
1: Um, This summer, I I I shouldn't say this summer, you forget the time that's gone by last summer when I sort of was really getting a a ton of heat for the Trump. You know, I'm somebody who didn't want to be known only as, oh, you're the guy who does Trump and nothing else. So considering I'm a stand-up comedian and also that I do other impressions, I started working on one probably as early as last May, and it was very brief. It was very brief, but it was sort of, you know, good in the little 20-second snippet. But it wasn't until a couple of months ago um, that I really felt like I was like, oh, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Like, I can now do a, a five-minute video as Cuomo as opposed to just like a 20-second sound bite.
0: I feel like with him, like, you've nailed the accent, but you've also nailed – he does this thing where he speaks in very short declarative sentences – and takes a break just, between each sentence, like he's talking to a child.
1: Well, right, and that's that's obviously, you know, and, and one of the good things about impressions is if you're not playing the role in a movie, you really only have to capture what most people get about the person. And his, his press conferences is obviously where people saw him, mm-hmm. and it had this kind of confident but sing-songy lecture to America. Mm-hmm. So that's really the tone that I made, you know— Uh, I'd like to maybe be able to get a little more nuanced like when he gets angry. But, you know, for the most part, we just hear him in the kind of, Hello, so (laughs) you're doing a lot of work for people.
0: And it's the up up talk, too. It it always goes up. (laughs) We were just talking about the Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry, and I want to play a short clip of you from your YouTube channel. This is uh, J.L. as Donald Trump reacting to the Meghan and Harry interview. Do you have that, JB? Take a listen.
1: I watched uh, Oprah, who, by the way, I think I have more wealth than I more wealth than her. The, the radical left media won't tell you that, but we're doing very strongly. But I watched this interview, which was, to be honest, so much nicer than the way a lot of these people would interview me. And I have to admit, when they were saying that the royals these people in England who we defeated very strongly, by the way, in the revolution, like so many years ago, like 80 (laughs) years ago. And they were concerned that the baby would be too dark. And uh, this may be surprising coming from me. But if you're worried that the redhead and the very light skinned pretty girl, we're going to give you, you know, like a super dark Amorosa type baby. Uh, you're too racist even for me To be honest So we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> So good <laughs>
3: <It's> Really good <laughs> Fucking good <laughs> A lot of-
0: I, Especially the, the, when you take the big sniff In the middle of it
1: and, and some people have said to me, they were like, oh, you get like the breathing of Trump pretty like well, in addition to sort of funny content. Yes. And I said, the problem is to do the impression, I end up kind of puffing my chest out to make the kind of uh, like the force, like I'm on the toilet talking yeah. and of a Trump. And it like the breathing comes naturally because I'm always kind of forcing out breath.
0: It's so exhausting. Every so often
1: I have to like breathe in and then it just kind of makes the impression even better. Well,
0: that's your, that's your daily cardio, right?
1: Well, yeah, it has been for the last year, pretty much.
0: <laughs> you had a ton of MAGA people following you during the Trump administration, because either they didn't realize you were mocking him, or they they did, but they still loved what you were doing because you were so much like him. Are they still following you in the wake of the election? Did you lose followers?
1: Um, yeah, I, I was losing them along the way, because they could have just sat there and enjoyed what they wanted to, but it was when... It was when you get those posts that are like, stay out of politics, you're going to lose half your fans. And I'm like, I'm not going to lose half my fans, I'm going to lose half the voters, and that's okay. Nice. <laughs> but I'm not going to lose half my fans, but everybody is sort of very self-centered when it comes to comedy. Um, but it was I, I'm, I lost a few, but mostly through sort of direct confrontation, like, not through like, oh, I've realized he's a lib, so I don't like it. It would be somebody saying, hey, I like your stuff, and I'm a Trump supporter, and I'd be like, blocked. Right. <laughs> I don't know why people think it's the weirdest sort of, bra- like, I don't, there's bipartisanship to me is like, I voted for Mitt Romney, you voted for Joe Biden, but we can see eye to eye on certain things. If you voted for Trump, especially twice, that's not, that's, you know what I mean? Like, there's you understand. there's no, like, there's
0: no meeting of the minds
1: bipartisan- there. Yeah, that's not, hey, we've just got to agree to disagree, but this dude hates women, hates Immigrants hates black people. Like weaponizes that hate. Doesn't care about the country. Did a horrible job. And it's like the idea that I have to sort of be like, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, we're, no. This is <laughs> this is way different than just I'm a Republican and support certain policies. Like right. So and I was thi- happy to lose them. I think- um, even though many of them would probably like my comedy because my stand up is is pretty apolitical. Yeah. Um. But my impressions are not, so... Well,
0: that's the thing about you, and I think I've asked you this before. When you you did stand-up for years and years and years, and you were not an impressionist, right? That wasn't your thing.
1: I start very early, like my first two years doing stand-up, because I started my first year was in D.C., I was doing a lot of impressions. Hmm. And then, you know, you live life and you want to talk about other things, and, and, and it was when I started my YouTube channel many years ago that I sort of said, oh... Instead of getting on stage and going, "What if Owen Wilson were Jesus's dad? I could just do that in a sketch and not have to do all the forced setups on stage that like a lot of impressionists often have to do um, to like get the joke out so with with impressions, I just sort of put them into sketches so they didn't have to be like artificially forced into stand-up routines so I've been kind of on a like a split path where my standup is my standup and my impressions and stuff go to, go to YouTube sketches.
0: So you always knew you were good with voices, that that was a skill that you yeah. had.
1: Yeah. yeah. So,
0: um, Cause I remember doing shows with you and I guess this was, you were already, you know, five years in when you and I would do shows together, but, but I don't yeah. remember you ever doing an impression. So when you started, yeah, with these, very rare. when you started the, uh, making podcast great again podcast, I was like, Oh, he does. He does a great Trump. I didn't realize. Like <laughs> you do everyone. Talk me th- right. Right. Talk me through the process of developing a new impression. Do you? Is it visual? Do you have to look in the mirror? Do you? Are you playing tapes and and talking aloud to the tapes? What do you do?
1: I think it's I, generally um, as it, I, I whatever. I sometimes wonder. Obviously, there has to be a little bit of vocal talent that not everybody has. I'm not acting. I'm not Celine Dion here, but I'm saying there is. Some people can do them, it's some a, people Yeah, it's can't. a talent. Yeah, but in terms of getting them, I, I think I've always just been good at processing if I think it and then try it. Like, I usually am pretty good at, at approximating and guessing if I can do somebody. And I don't know if that comes from, you know, I had a, a New York, thick New York-accented mother and a Haitian immigrant father, so I don't know if, if that early on hearing different types of voices and sounds in my own family kind of acclimated me to that skill. I, I have no idea, but I'll hear a voice like, like one time, uh, George Lopez was an impression. I haven't done it for a while, but I just tried it because I was like, okay, he's kind of raspy. And I was just started, I started talking like this and I started saying, well, when you had a your eye and it's not that good right now, but I, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. It's the Trump the Trump was similar to the George Lopez, where I just sort of, I could do a rasp with the George Lopez, and I said, what if I could do that with Trump? And then I just started, like, I took away sort of the accent, and I just kept the, you know, added heavy breathing, but added, like, a sore throat to it, and then it was, <laughs> then you just kind of try to remember what he took, so, you know, it's, hey, I'm in an interview right now, and I'm very calm, by the way, very calm.
0: It's, cre- it's uh, creepy to me, when, yeah. like, when you do it, like, talking to you, because... I really feel like I'm talking to him and I want to scream at him.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's it's I think I've just been I have a good ear and I can do a I can I can't do everybody. I can't do I, I mean Biden is a particular challenge because there's I've said, you know, if SNL were really bold, I think they'd be looking at like, you know, 60-year-olds, no-name 60-year-olds and saying, "Can you do a Biden?" because I think there's something about his voice that's just weathered. It's just old. And I've it's just old and it's very hard to really replicate old, Like Actu- you can kind of go, hey, I'm Joe Biden and I'm just kind of, hey, but it's that, you know what I mean? That just sounds like a young person pretending.
0: I actually felt like of all the Bidens they've had, Jason Sudeikis came the closest just in terms of kind of capturing his essence and his personality. Um, and I thought Jim Carrey was the worst.
1: Yes, well, we agree on Kerry. I was partial. I laughed at Sudeikis, but I, I personally was a, a Woody Harrelson fan because I felt he he gave me this the you know maybe it was just his weed smoking, but it felt like more like he had the laid back Joe Biden, whereas Sudeikis was like amped up younger Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, Jail <laughs> uh, Jail, you I feel like have always straddled several lines. I feel like you're you're kind of on the line between liberal versus conservative, black versus white, comedian versus tall man in the circus. I, I know I know lots of people assume that you're white when you're not. Like I, I'm wondering how you're feeling with the whole backlash against so called cancel culture. Because I also know you're a big free speech warrior and yet you know, you're vehemently anti-Trump and, and anti-MAGA. So, like, how where do you fall right now in, in these conversations about people being canceled and not being able to speak their mind and say what they want and so forth?
1: Um, I'm definitely somebody who, when it comes to comedy and things like that, veers very heavily on the side of let people say what they want in 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 context. And when it comes to, you know... Crushing, cracking down on people's things they may have said as teenagers and stuff. It it feels uh, way too harsh to me because I can say this. Like, um, I used to say as a teenager, I said the f word a lot. Faggot. And yes. Mm -hmm. And I never. You know, I could use that excuse of, oh, well, I didn't mean it like that. But the truth is, and I've become very. I've become. I've had arguments with friends over that very word and said. It's a slur. Don't say it. Like, stop doing the "I don't mean it" like right. this because that is what it means. Like, you, the the idea. Can you use the N word and say, "Oh, I don't mean it like that"? Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The and word
0: itself is violent.
1: It is like people have been killed being yelled that name as they die. Like, right. like there's it's it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous justification, and um. But I said it as a teenager, and if I had Twitter back then, I'd like to think I was a smart enough kid that I would not have put it down in any permanent form. But who's to say if I had Facebook in 1995, I might not have called my friend Joe the S-word and just been like, ha, 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 Now, if that comes back to haunt me when I'm 30 looking for a job, I'd feel that was pretty unfair, especially if I'm going... No, no, no. I was a kid, and I think it was horrible what I said, of course.
0: I feel like you're alluding uh, to to what happened this past week with the uh, the new editor of Teen Vogue, uh, this black woman. Can I tell
1: you a funny story about that? Yeah. I, I did. I was a high-profile person, ha- ordered a cameo from me three weeks ago to congratulate her as Trump for getting that job.
0: Yeah, I, I saw you post about that. <laughs> uh, her name is Alexandra you know, Alexandra yeah. McCord, I believe, right?
1: uh something that that said uh, Alexis is, is her first name Alexis I think, McCord. McCord I I, I
0: feel bad I feel bad about this for one thing you know she was this rising black star in journalism it was going to be the first time ever that a black woman was going to be the editor of teen vogue she's 27 years old these tweets for, were from when she was 17 She's already owned up to them. Before she got the job, she said, this happened. I had these tweets. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I deleted them. They were, some of them were racist against Asians. Some of them were homophobic. And uh, she was fired. They, she doesn't have the job anymore. And I do think what you do before you're 18, unless it's like you actually commit violence or murder yeah. or rape, um, I, I kind of feel like you get a pass. You, you're not a person yet. You don't have a fully formed brain yet.
1: Right, like Mark Wahlberg, I think gouged out like uh, an Asian American, <laughs> yes. an Asian immigrant's eye, and everyone just and forgave just like, him. <laughs> and they're like, oh, "Well, you know, Departed was good,
0: yeah, um, exactly."
1: But, but you know, he's he's probably in a like panic room right now for the next six months, like well, while because they're going to be digging up every anti-Asian sort of story. Not, and I'm not, I'm not demeaning that. I'm just saying, I'm waiting for Mark Wahlberg to have his time. Yeah, more deservingly, to be honest, than some other people. But I feel
0: like JL, I feel like it's come up again and again over the years, and he always just slides by. I think there are certain celebrities who are just Teflon when it comes to these yeah. kinds of scandals, and then other ones it's like, oh, you're canceled. I, I, I think, I don't believe in cancel culture as a, as a concept. I just think people are being held accountable for their words and actions for the first time, particularly sure. white men are being held accountable, and they're freaking out about it. Uh, but I do think there 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 is sometimes an overcorrection that goes on. And in the case of this Teen Vogue editor, I think it was an overcorrection. But in any case, it's time to play everyone's favorite at-home quiz show, Ask Me No Questions. Oh, that's the wrong song. There we go. Here we go. Me no, questions. Ask me no questions. And uh, JL agreed to do to answer these questions in the voice of various politicians and celebrities. I did not tell him any of the questions in advance, but I did tell him we'd be doing this. So first of all, I want to speak to Senator Mitch McConnell, and I want to ask, what is a sexy game that you and your wife Elaine Chao like to play in bed?
1: So thanks for the question, uh, Elaine, and I like to. Uh, we do some role playing, where she dresses up as Barack Obama, and I take her from behind and say, "You're never getting these judges past." <laughs> and uh, it's very exciting, and it uh, turns me on.
0: When you do the McConnell impression, you do you make your face contort in such a way that your chin disappears. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Some of that is helped by uh COVID dietary uh lapses. Like I, I I could I used to be able to make a double chin if I compressed and now I can almost get a triple if I really squish myself so
0: <laughs> okay now I want to talk to Dave Chappelle. Uh, what are your thoughts on Candace Owens?
1: Candace Owens, okay. Candace Owens has got to be one of the sickest, dumbest black women I've ever met in my entire life. This woman I think She's an articulate piece of shit. That's, that's how I would describe her. She's a worthless. She has horrible hair because no black hairdresser will take her. So she's probably going to Supercuts saying, give me, the, give me the MAGA or whatever the hell they do with Supercuts. So she knows she's an articulate piece of shit, and I hate her.
0: <laughs> I can almost see the cigarette dangling from your fingertips. There you
1: go. I was making the cigarette
0: <laughs> Okay, I want to speak to former President Trump. And uh, I'm going to give you an F. Marry, kill. This is a Megan edition. You have to fuck one, marry one, and kill one. Megan Markle, Megan Fox, and Megan the Stallion.
1: Okay, so I don't think I could kill Megan the Stallion if I tried. So I think we've got to we've got to go with kill Megan Markle, which will get me you know great respect from the British people. You know they they're big they're strong fans of mine. So we're going to kill Megan Markle. We are going to F. Megan the Stallion, okay? Uh, and uh, we'll see if that WAP is, you know, she's going to get that, uh, the WAP is going to get the the, dry, the dad. We call it the dad, the dry-ass dick. That's what we call it in the Trump house. And, and then we're going to, of course, we're going to marry a very beautiful, uh, very Caucasian Megan Fox.
0: Now, did you just come up with dry-ass dick on the spot? I did. That's, that's fucking brilliant. brilliant. That's good. That's brilliant.
3: <laughs> that's brilliant. That's good. <laughs> when you spend your entire year
1: talking as other people in your apartment, you know, there's, there, there's a sadness and a genius that can emerge.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Okay, I want to talk to uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, and uh, I, I want to hear uh, if you could tell us about the time you lost your virginity.
1: You know, that's a private question between Mother and I, but... Uh-huh. I was 17 at a conversion therapy camp, and the counselor walked in and he said, Michael, if you let me do this, I'll take the gay away. And uh, as I learned in many years later, that was when I actually lost my virginity. To Michael? I'm Michael. His name was, uh, I think his name was Gary.
0: <laughs> oh, you're, my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got confused for a second. You're Michael, and Gary took your virginity at the gay conversion camp.
1: And I never, and uh, a week later, I was engaged to mother.
0: (laughs) And she knows about this.
1: Oh, is this going live? This isn't, this is off the record, right?
0: No, no, I'm sorry, former vice president. This is live, your secret's out. Well,
1: she's a strong Christian woman, and she'll stand by me. She honors her husband, no matter how many other things her husband has done.
0: All right, I want to uh, talk to Governor Cuomo as we did earlier and ask when will life get back to normal in New York City?
1: Well, the more accusations that come out, the more I'm going to have to obviously loosen restrictions. So I have put at once there is a 10th accuser, that is when I will announce 100% opening so that everybody will be too busy enjoying. The sunshine of spring in New York to worry about who's accusing me of what. So I would say, one month or three more accusers, and we will have uh, life back to normal.
0: And finally, I want to talk to Pastor Joel Osteen and ask, does God love fags?
1: Oh, that's a that's a good one because I haven't done Osteen in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to break break character. Um, what, what? Does God loves all of His children, and that's why He wants all of us to be rich. That's Even not bad. The gays.
0: Not bad. Not as good as it's, promo. it's,
1: it's no that. Well, the the old the Olstein is is literally. It's a, that's a 2015 sketch. So some of the impressions. I've got a, you know what I mean? Like I can recall them right away, but others are ones that I sort of worked on in a limited space to get them good for a video. You did very,
0: to, no, you did very, very well. A stinker. Our <laughs> studio audience loves it. JL Covan. How can people follow you?
1: Oh, sure. Um, my website is JL comedy.com and on Twitter, I'm JL Covan, JL C A U V I N, uh, Instagram on Trump pod, just cause that's related to our podcast. And, uh, you know, if you go to my website, JailComedy.com,
3: it has every social media link.
1: Always, my bio.
0: always love All having right. you on the show. Thank you so much, Jail. Uh, Ryan and Thank JB, you. please plug yourselves.
3: At Ryan Frosting on Instagram and Twitter
2: at Stocking Key 12 only on Instagram.
0: Thank you all so much. Tune in next week to hear a brand new special, The Best of Guestless Strikes Back. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to order your ass merch at adamsank.com. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram at adamsank. Email me at adam at adamsank.com. Have a great week, bitches. Bye. Have a good
2: week.